You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness and physiology right now. In this episode, the How To Academy's podcast series takes you backstage to hear an excerpt from their show featuring Dr. Tony Nader. Dr. Nader presents a simple underlying paradigm that unifies mind, body, and environment into pure consciousness and offers guidance on how to develop it to enjoy the full potential of joy, happiness, and conflict resolution. The ultimate meaning of life, this is when we jump to big questions, and that is what is the meaning of life, is actually to understand that the ultimate reality is unity consciousness, is unity consciousness. And we have to define for those who are listening to us, what do we mean by that? One way to really understand that is to take what might sound like a metaphor but is actually a physical reality of physics experiencing what is the ultimate reality. But we can go back to that in terms of what we call the unified field of all the laws of nature. But on a simple level, as a metaphor, take the sap of a tree. The sap is that value that is the collection of nutrients and materials that actually are coming from the field, the field of the ground, you know, just the field. You put a seed in the field and then it gathers the water and it gathers the nutrients and the minerals and all of that. And it starts becoming a tree and a trunk and a leaves and a flowers and a fruits. They come and branches and all of what makes the tree. So you can say there is a sap, that sap, which is going to actually transform into the trunk, into the branches, into the leaves, into the flowers, and ultimately into the fruits and new seeds and all of that. So underlying all the different aspects of a tree, which is the leaf, the flower, etc., is one sap. And that sap transforms to appear on the surface level as the different aspects of the tree. So you can say the flower of the tree is the sap in its essence. The branch of the tree is the sap in its essence. The trunk, the leaves, they're all the sap, but taking a different form and appearing as these different values. So it is in that sense that there is one field of consciousness that appears as many, many different aspects. How does it appear? It's a big question. And this is what has been proposed and solved in my writings and in, in my research. But to understand just the ultimate reality is that we are all the sap ultimately. We are all the sap ultimately. Take another example or another metaphor. You take gold. 
just because it's a metal with which we do bracelets, which we can do a statue, which we can do a necklace, which we can do a ring. It's the same gold, but it's modeled to create a bracelet, to create a necklace, to create a statue, to create a ring. So you can say there is a ring, of course, is different from the statue, is different from the necklace, is different from whatever other things you do with the gold, but it's still gold. Inside, it's gold. Appearing as many different things, but it's gold. Ultimately, it's gold, and it's a ring, and it's a bracelet, etc. So, this is how we call unity consciousness. It's like when you look at the reality of objects, you acknowledge their reality as independent objects, a ring, a necklace, etc. But you also can have your awareness able to see that it is gold. It is ultimately gold. So the paradigm we're presenting is consciousness is all there is. This is a field of consciousness, which is our own consciousness, because through consciousness, we experience life, we experience we started our discussion with that by saying that without consciousness, there is no meaning to anything. You know, you imagine if you're not conscious, what does it matter if you are the wealthiest person in the world or the most loved person in the world or the most hated for that matter? It doesn't matter. You are not conscious. You are not aware. So you are just not there in a sense. So it's through consciousness, which is very real, that we you know, apprehend, we experience our reality. So what we're doing is taking this further and saying, consciousness is all there is. Consciousness is fundamental. Consciousness is primary. And it's through its dynamics, like the gold becoming different structures, that we see differences. Fine. Okay, this is a nice theory. What does it do to me? What do I get out of it? How do I get there? Does it make a difference to my life? And it really does. It makes all the difference. And it actually allows us to fulfill the purpose of life. Fine. How do we get there? Tell me how we get there. Now, there are individuals who are born with a certain dynamic of consciousness for whatever reason. We can go into the theological logic of that, how it happens and why and karma and previous life, if you like, and all of that. But that's complicated things. So, Let's assume that there are whatever individuals who suddenly they realize that they are a fine feeling level. They can be great artists or great scientists. They can be just simple people who kind of transcend, which means they go beyond the surface level of object referral reality, which means where we are always dominated by the objects that we observe. So when you observe a flower, your consciousness becomes the flower. When you observe something or you listen to something, that is what takes over your consciousness. That is what's called boundary. You're bound by the object of perception. We are always bound by the objects of perception. Whatever you see, you become. It takes over your consciousness, you know. I invite all our listeners and viewers to think about it for a moment. 
When you look at the flower, you forget who you are, what you are. You're not analyzing who you are, what you are, where you came from, or what happens yesterday, today. Of course, you could have like back and forth thoughts, but when you look at an object, it's the object that actually projects and becomes your reality. So that is what's called in the ancient knowledge bound by the object of perception. You are bound, boundary. You're living in boundaries. Now, in order to go beyond boundaries, which is called liberation, which is freedom, to be free from boundary, you have to transcend. Transcend means to go beyond and go beyond the boundary. So some individuals might at some point in their lives have a moment of transcending. Why it happens, we can't know for each case is different. And they have that moment of vision, of experience, that everything is one, that I am one with the universe, that my consciousness is unbounded, infinite. And we have heard this from saints, philosophers, sages, who came to these moments of appreciation, and they actually devoted their entire life to keep looking for that. They called it divine, they called it supreme, they called it whatever, they called it in poetry. You can read it, you can see it, and that's why they are mentioned in my book, they are talked about, because it's acknowledgement of the true experience. Now, what do I do with this? It's fine, some people got this great experience. And it was really my question also, when I was growing up and studying all of this and looking into it, is like, Okay, these guys got it, but, you know, they kept looking for it and they didn't kind of get it again, or sometimes they got it, but they don't know how to get it. And that's how I went deep into the ancient knowledge of the mind and consciousness, which comes from this tradition that I was lucky to study and to be with, that actually teaches a systematic way to transcend. To transcend means to go beyond the boundary of perception. And that is transcendental meditation. So transcendental meditation is not just meditating and trying to find the silence and trying to find the peace and trying to find that, but it's a systematic technique that allows the mind to settle down to its true inner nature, to its true inner self and discover that that inner self is pure being, pure consciousness, which is what we are calling the ultimate reality of all that there is. It is the goal that makes the ring and the necklace and the statue. It is the sap that makes the flower and the branch and the tree and the, and the leaves. It is that essence and that is who we truly are. And that is what everyone truly is. And that is what everything ultimately actually is. Not only humans or animals or plants, but minerals and planets. Ultimately, they are that sap that appears as different, different values or that gold in our other metaphor. And so that is what we are. What we have as humans is something very special 
And that is the ability to experience that, to directly experience that reality. See, we can take another metaphor, because metaphors help, examples help. You go to the movie, and you see the movie on the screen, and it's projected, and you're taken away by these images that are projected on the movie, and they become real for you, and you get emotions, and you know, you're living it. And that's a movie of life, movie going on, one aspect of life that is presented in a movie form. You forget that there is the screen, because without the screen, there is no movie. You have to have a screen on which the movie of life is projected. And the screen is our pure consciousness. It is one aspect of explaining it, although the metaphor has its limitations because we are saying consciousness is all there is, which means consciousness is not just the screen, it's also the movie, it's the projector, it's everything. But for now, just to have a feeling, when you transcend, it's like as if the pictures on the screen become fainter and fainter and fainter and then disappear. And then you see the screen on which everything is upheld. So our consciousness is a reality which is beyond expressions of specific values of awareness which we call the objects that are projected on the screen of consciousness. So we can go back to our, what we call pure consciousness. That is what transcendental meditation does and transcending. To transcend is to leave the surface, to be liberated from the limitations of the object of perception and go to the unlimited, unbounded value of pure being which is the self of everything and the self of everyone. That's why I call the book One Unbounded Ocean of Consciousness. It's really that which liberates us from boundaries. And that is what in the ancient tradition is called liberation. There is a Sanskrit term for it, is moksha, to liberate, to be free, to be free from the boundaries of perception, from the boundaries of specificity and experience the wholeness which is at the basis of everything and that is unity consciousness unity consciousness is when i see you i see the screen i see everything i know they are there but i also know you are me the screen is ultimately myself the reality is ultimately one ocean of being that manifests as different, different values. And that is what gives peace and happiness and lack of fear and feeling good with everything and everyone. Although, you know, they are different expressions, but they are different expressions of myself and yourself and everybody's self. That is the beauty of unity consciousness, which again can be attained through systematic way of practice of a technology that can actually help you to gradually first get in tune with yourself because it's consciousness so you close the eyes and you sit comfortably in a chair and you learn this mental technique and the mind settles down and settles down through the technique there is a technique it's not just oh try to find silence concentrate on silence it doesn't work 
So for those who think, oh, I, my mind is always jumping around, I could not do that, I cannot get it to settle, you don't have to get it to settle. You just give it something that it is attracted to, and that is your own self, and it goes there. It goes there. It's like the honeybee. The honeybee is buzzing, 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 and suddenly it finds the nectar, it stops. You don't have to force the honeybee to put it on the nectar and make an effort for that. Just give it something that attracts it, and it just goes there. And so this is the technique, actually, giving the right direction to, to go towards the self, which is the source of everything, as we said, which is the fullness of reality. And being that self is something natural. You don't have to force it. So there is no effort, no concentration, no forcing, no manipulation that happens in the process. And that is the beauty of it, because it is the nature of life to want to grow why we want what we want always we want more we want more happiness more love we want more wealth we want more beautiful things to see more beautiful things to hear we want more charm we want more peace more of all that is good and holistic and balancing and less of course of problems and issues which are not fulfilling which are limiting in our reality what we want is to be unbounded to be non-limited. And since the self, again, the self of everything and everyone is unbounded and infinite, an ocean of being, when you turn into that direction, your mind wants to go there, like the honeybee finding the honey or finding the nectar of the flower. It settles by its nature. And the mind settles by its nature towards that infinity of being. It's a very simple, natural process. And so thank you for hosting this and making it available. Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.